the kick-ass movie podcast. Coming February 24th from the Bosnet family. That's why Roger Corey went to the Philippines all the time. The new series. Because you would not call Bruce Lee Sensei. The kick-ass movie podcast. It has that gritty B-movie feel. I gotta admit to you, man. I have never seen this movie before. Hosted by director Lynn Kalazinski and Kush Hayes. The kick-ass movie podcast. Tiger Claws. No retreat, no surrender. King of the Kickboxers. Showdown. Blood Fist 3. Ring of Fire. The Kick-Ass Movie Podcast. He talks to sharks and shit. The Kick-Ass Movie Podcast. The end of the movie's amazing. Everybody is Kevin Nash in 1991. You are welcome, my friend. Lynn Kapazinski. Khan actually has two (laughs) Darth Vader-style entrances. Kush Hayes. Kush of the North Star. The Kick-Ass Movie Podcast. The new series. You know I love ninja movies. Coming February 24th from the Bosnet family. Hey, Emmanuel and Bangkok's on the movie channel on the other day. What's good, y'all? Kush Hayes here coming to you with an unknown number of the microdose. Here with me, Hall of Famer, Jamil Hempel. How you doing, what dude? What's up? What's up, my friend? How's it going? I'm actually having a great day. I'm having a great week, even. The week we're recording this, uh, so my mom got her first Vax shot at, right. uh, on a Monday, and right. then just everything has just been fantastic since then. Like, I locked down an interview that I've been trying to get for three years. That's going to happen next week. Uh, more awesome. more on that to come. But lots of progress, lots of climbing uphill and, and not getting pushed down, and that's, that's rare to say in the last 320-plus days. So, um, yeah. We normally talk some boxing. I can right. uh, say that since we last spoke, well, the the Logan Paul or the Paul Mayweather fight has apparently fallen through. That's not yeah. That was anymore. that was a bad idea. Okay. That was a bad idea for the Paul brother. So obviously, maybe tune in. Just a quick segue. Tune in and listen to the second episode of Sweet Science Cinema because we're going to talk about the Great White Hype mm-hmm. and the the final fight in that movie is probably what would have happened. In a Logan Paul <laughs> Mayweather fight, it would have been over in twenty seconds, seven seconds. Like, like you know, uh, Mayweather McGregor is two competent fighters against each other. There's no way Mayweather is going to let himself even pretend that a, either one of the Paul brothers belong in a ring for mm-hmm. more than a minute. You yeah. know, like, like I, I think just his professional pride would require him to knock out either one of those guys immediately. I think he just knows he's on such a higher skill level that he's he would would have been completely unfazed and would have even if you dared him would have probably tied his hand behind his back. Um, probably. And, probably. And you, you tease the great white hype, the ending of the great white hype, and we'll we'll talk about it again in a minute. Is how I thought McGregor Mayweather was going to go. I honestly thought like, oh, Mayweather's going to get a little too sassy. He might headbutt him accidentally or whatever, and then. Is literally like you're trying to embarrass me on TV, motherfucker. <laughs> um, I knew he was going to drag it on. Also, because most people like I don't know why this isn't getting more play, but Floyd Mayweather went to every betting house in Las Vegas and bet on himself to win in the ninth round. Mm. Like he, he bet on himself right. to win in a specific round. That's so such a cool detail. So like, <laughs> if you look at that fight, you notice like it could have ended in like the seventh round. 
But right. Mayweather held him up for like two rounds and then yeah. put him out. He, he was so, never out of control. He was yeah, never yeah, out of he, control in that. He was, he, he, and also, he didn't want to end it too quickly because he wanted to make sure people, you know, if you say they're fighting and then you like, I'm sure, I guarantee there are at least a couple pay-per-view buys that came in after the event started because someone said, McGregor's actually holding his ground. Mm, you yeah. know? Totally. I guarantee you there's somebody who said, Mayweather, Mayweather didn't knock him out. At least 10,000 people tuned in late just to go, yeah, oh, really? To, yeah. No oh, way. he might actually win? No, he was never going to win, man. He was never going to win. <laughs> we, we also brought up <laughs> McGregor and another Paul in our yes. last episode together, and that's that that's just never happened. That that's no, no one's even speculated on that. However, that Paul has booked himself a fight in UFC with Ben Askren. Or maybe not even UFC, but Ben Askren, Olympic, Olympic wrestler, UFC participant Ben Askren. Yeah, I don't know. I like I, I don't know what to say about that because I firmly believe that a grappler is always going to be the striker. Mm-hmm. But if you take them out of their element and it's a boxing match, anything could happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's totally different. Like it's a totally different type of tire to to swing somebody swing at somebody wearing sixteen ounce gloves. Grappling still tiring, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just a different level of cardio, different aspect. So, I mean, who knows what can happen? Ben Askren, Askren isn't even a boxer by trade. He's a wrestler by trade. So you asking him to box him, it just proves that we know Paul. Is it Logan mm-hmm. Paul? Is that the one? Or yeah, Jake I, Paul? I still get the two mixed up. Yeah, I don't, I don't know which do one I get is. that mixed up, but I thought this was a, a U, a, a, an MMA fight that he got yeah. booked him, himself into. Yeah, if it's an MMA fight, he'll get destroyed, right? <laughs> And he'll get destroyed, but like, but like he he seems to be smartly not taking anyone on in their own backyard. Like he fought a basketball player. It True. was funny. <laughs> like, like you know, you shouldn't have done that. The basketball player was the dumb one. You shouldn't go out of your mm-hmm. ballywick, or at least make sure, man, because you really took an L for all black people. <laughs> like you can't do that. You know, you don't don't go out of your own backyard. Like I've never get that too. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. It, was, it hasn't been that bad since Pacquiao. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> like, I'm a, I'm a, so Pacquiao had the greatest defeat meme. Uh, yes, you yes. and I uh, we're, we're we're in the Bay Area. We both know the Saramonte Shopping Center. Yes, in Saramonte, California, they they once upon a time had one of those giant LCD displays. They don't have it anymore. I don't know what happened. Right. But the day after Pacquiao lost, they someone <laughs> superimposed him being knocked out on the machine. Thing is like <laughs> ceremony mall is closed for unforeseen reason. <laughs> <laughs> Poor ceremony, yeah. So ceremony, huge Filipino community out there. That's their mall, you know. That's the Filipino mall, and uh, felt felt bad for them. my my cousins who are, are Filipino, you know, by marriage. Uh, I feel bad for them. They were looking at us. We're like, sorry, we we saw this coming. <laughs> I, I was at the, I was at a bar watching that fight, and yeah, the 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 fans they left just dejected and just like, yeah. Oh. Like the yeah. hopes and prides, like all hung on that. Um, <laughs> let's get off boxing a little bit. Let's yeah, let's, yeah, have, sure. let's have some more fun here. Wandavision's a thing we we've been watching. Um, yeah, they, we're at the halfway five point. Episodes in, Is yeah, that nine or ten. I think it's nine. We just mm-hmm. we just uh, jumped the halfway point. Um, and 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 uh, what I like is the the undertones of menace that have been there from like the first episode are now like at the forefront. Mm-hmm. That was really even even the opening. It's not played for laughs anymore. Like mm-hmm. you know, first you had like I Love Lucy type thing, and then a Bewitch type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they did family know, ties great. on this episode. Yeah, they did family ties, but it was menacing. Like it was kind of, it was. It, I don't know why, but 
I never thought of the Family Ties episode of being Family Ties opening, uh, where the, you've got a portrait of the family, a uh, photographic portrait that's being painted okay. um, for the opening. Mm-hmm. Um, I never thought of it as creepy, but somehow WandaVision made it creepy. I didn't get the creepy vibe off it, but I, yeah. I, 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 I'll go back and check it out. Yeah, it, it feels like, like the, the, the song is slower. The, the song is definitely slower, and it was yeah. trying to mix in some, some growing pains. It, yeah. Yeah, they're always still trying to like blend in one or two things, but yeah, yeah, like the one was the one before was Brady Bunch and the Monkeys basically mm-hmm. put together, and this one was definitely Growing Pains and and Family Ties, but there's just an undertone of menace. I don't know what it is, but maybe it's the undercurrent, the, the low tones, of the music. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but it but it definitely felt more menacing, and just just everything about about the new tone, you know, from Agnes's reaction to mm-hmm. Vision not going along with the show yeah you know now we're seeing outside and inside and they're reacting to each other so uh the fourth wall has been broken or as everybody pointed out monica rambeau broke the fourth wall if you notice when wanda has communicated her from the, her vision mm-hmm. she actually broke four walls oh hilarious the, the fourth okay. wall is where she actually leaves the barrier so she, she broke the fourth wall it's just very interesting so we're starting to see by the way uh, monica has her powers and this uh, is playing is she a superpowered being she well, Monica Rambeau in the comics was the first Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. Um, she was the first female Captain Marvel before Carol Danvers. For most of my childhood, Monica Rambeau was the leader of the Avengers. Hmm. So throughout the eighties, she took over from Captain America and was leader of, of the Avengers for, for for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And she had the Captain Marvel moniker for most of the eighties and nineties. Oh. Until until all of a sudden a new writer decided they wanted to make a Captain Marvel comic, but use Carol Danvers, and they just stripped her of the title. But mm-hmm. uh, for a good twenty years, Monica Rambeau was Captain Marvel. Fascinating. Um, I had no idea. So yeah, she has similar powers to well, actually they're not very similar. Like Carol is, is star powered in the comics, and obviously here she's powered by an Infinity Stone. In the comics, Monica has light based powers. Um, she can change into like a pure form of energy and manipulate energy on multiple wavelengths. And what we notice in this episode is that they try to scan her after she's been t- excommunicated by Wanda and the scans are coming up blank and basically they're x-rays and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. those are showing that it's blank means that something's happening on the electromagnetic spectrum. So they're not even spectrum. showing a skeleton is what you're saying. Exactly. And they didn't tell, they didn't I say what type of you. scans it was. They didn't, they just said, they just noticed uh, the doctor says, Hey, we need to do some more scans. This, this came up blank. Interesting. And that's telling you that something's going on on the electromagnetic spectrum, which mm-hmm. means that Monica's powers are enacted, which leads me to my grand unified theory of bringing mutants into the MCU. I think that's how they're going to do it with WandaVision. They're going to say, if you have an X gene, if you are a latent mutant and you come into contact with an infinity stone, it's going to trigger your X gene. Oh, okay. That's fine. Yeah. Like that's, that's my running theory. Cause it always Good bugged theory. me that for those of you, I can get a little really nerdy with this, but, we, we noticed that in the Avengers Age of Ultron, uh, Hydra had gotten a hold of the Mind Stone, which is what Loki was using in the original Avengers. And they used this Mind Stone to get, ostensibly give Wanda and Pietro Quicksilver, uh, give them powers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it always bugged me. I was like, that's a flimsy explanation. Because, like, why would they kind of played with, Mon- with Wanda where they at first said, oh, her powers are mental, which that really isn't her powers. Her powers are to make things that aren't obvious happen. It's, it changes probability. That's that's actually her mm-hmm. power. But they played it off as mental, and, and so it made sense that the Mind Stone would give her mental powers. Okay. But Quicksilver is fast. Why would the Mind Stone 
give him speed powers. That doesn't line up. Mm -hmm. And so an easy explanation is that uh, you can say if someone has an extra and they come in contact with an infinity stone, it gives them powers. Mm -hmm. That would be an easy way to explain. And, and it, you can explain why random people all over the world all of a sudden develop powers and become mutants because half of the human population was just touched by an infinity stone. Thanos made them go away and then come back. Oh. And, and so like you could say that, okay, of the people who are blipped, a small percentage have the X gene and they develop powers. And th that would be an easy way to bring in mutants. And we have to remember, WandaVision is the launching stone for all of Phase 4 and beyond. So it would make sense for it to set up a lot of concepts in this show that lead into the various properties that they're planning to bring out. Hmm. The series creator has debunked any, any theories about the Fantastic Four being debuted or even being linked to this series. Yeah, I don't believe that. Okay. <laughs> I, don't believe, I mean, like, I don't think they'll appear in the series, mm -hmm. but um, there's too many things like mentioning the cosmic background radiation and what it could mean is like yeah this isn't going to lead directly into the uh, fantastic four but what you have to look at are the concepts that are being introduced they haven't talked about background radiation they talked to talked about that a lot cosmic yeah. background radiation which is the initial thing that gives the fantastic four their powers they've introduced sword which has off-world bases and they mentioned repeatedly that there's an astronaut program that isn't working well, yada, yada, yada. Those concepts can easily lead into the Fantastic Four. Whether or not this is where it's going to be introduced, I don't, I don't, I agree with that. Yeah, there, there's no, maybe no link to the Fantastic Four, but the concepts are definitely being introduced for, for mutants, for the Fantastic Four, um, especially for mutants. Um, actually, all the things that they're bringing out tie into mutants, um, even the Eternals. The Eternals mm. indirectly tie into mutants because the Eternals are the species that Thanos came from. Hmm. Thanos is actually an eternal mutant. They're, he's called a deviant. Oh. And uh, humans with superpowers, Eternals and deviants all come from uh, genetic experimentation on our ancestors by celestials, which are those, well, one ego is supposed to be one, but also those big tall guys you saw in Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um that is that is the story in 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 Marvel. It, it, like it explain how come Earth has all these superpower beings and other planets don't, hmm. and it's because oh we were experimented on by these ancient people and they ended up creating three offshoots of humanities. There's the Eternals, there's the Deviants, and then there was another thing called the Inhumans, which Marvel was actually trying to use to replace mutants while they didn't have the rights. Mm -hmm. So um, you that saw a lot of that in Age too. Yeah, exactly. We saw a lot of it though in Agents of Shield. So. And, and they need they need something. And like just from a writer's standpoint, to me, introducing stuff to the general public, mutants and inhumans don't make a lot of sense together because both of them are people who were born with powers that get triggered at, at puberty. They just have different origins. But essentially, if you don't read comics, there's no difference between them. And they're going to have to come up with an explanation very soon because they've obviously they're producing a Ms. Marvel show, Kamala Khan, mm -hmm. uh, the younger Ms. Marvel, and she's an inhuman. So mm -hmm. to explain her, her powers, you're going to either have to reintroduce inhumans, which is possible with the Eternals movie, or you can simply use introduce mutants and just make her a mutant because the way the powers come don't necessarily change. And it would be really easy to say, oh, the blip and an infinity stone gave me my powers. And now and you essentially have the same story with the explanation using stuff that everybody concepts that everybody already knows. You know, there's there, there's no need to bring in like 50 years of history to try to catch up lay people 
when you can just use the concepts they already understand from movies they've already watched to make it accessible for everyone. So I, I have a feeling like um, this is a good way to bring in mutants by using concepts that everybody knows. And also a big thing about mutants is paranoia. Mm -hmm. um, and the way it's set up now, there's no reason for everybody to love Spider-Man and hate Cyclops. Okay. It, like the average gotcha. person doesn't know that one's a mutant and one's not. Right. Right. Like I never got a share of hate back in the day. I remember. Yeah. That. Yeah. But like as readers, we know that Spider-Man got bit by a spider. Mm -hmm. We don't know that Cyclops wasn't bit by a, I don't know. A, 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 just a, a mutated bird. puppy. Yeah. Mutated puppy. Yeah. We don't know that Cyclops wasn't bit. We, we just know that these are creepy people with powers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for that matter, Thor or, or Scar the Witch or any of these other players, like people, the average person in the Marvel universe doesn't know. So there's no reason for them to be afraid of mutants and not afraid of other superheroes like Daredevil, mm. right? Like Daredevil's literally dresses up like a demon and goes around and beats people up at night. Like why, why does Hell's Kitchen like him, but why are they afraid of the X-Men? If you build up the paranoia of like anybody could just all of a sudden turn into a freak because of the blip, right? Mm. And then like you build up this paranoia, like your kid could be a mutant, you know, like that, then you can start getting the X-Men and actually bring them in in a, in a way that lets them be true to their comics. Like they fight against bigotry. So, you know, it would be a good way. And having outing Wanda as a mutant, explaining that she's a mutant in this specific situation and having it end up like another Sokovia thing also plays into like making people afraid of mutants. So, yeah. We had a huge reveal at the end of episode five. Again, I don't know yeah. what we're going to... Uh, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> We got Quicksilver from the X-Men movies, not from yes. Age of Ultron. Where do you think that goes in two minutes or less? I think it explains Wanda's powers. Okay. Um, once again, Wanda's powers are changing probabilities. Mm -hmm. um, and an easy way to explain that using what we already understand is that she does not change reality. She pulls in objects from other realities. Ooh. So she wished that her, her, she can't, like the episode goes over and over again that you can't raise the dead, but she wishes she had her, her, her brother. So what does she do? She doesn't, she can't resurrect her brother, but she Amazing. pulls in another guy from an alternate reality. And once again, I think in the multiverse, I do not think that this is directly the Quicksilver from the X-Men movies. I just think it's another Quicksilver and using stunt casting so that we all get it. So I don't think they're, I don't think they're going to make those movies canon or anything because mm -hmm. honestly, like almost all of them are crap like like mm. only like two of them are actually really good so there's no use in <laughs> I, I think it'll be kind of like they did with the at the best you'll get like they did with the angley hulk movie or not angley but the um not eric bana but the uh ed norton hulk movie where it's mm. like it happened yeah. but we're only going to use what we want from it Die. so like like i think that'll that like, at the best that's what you'll get so but i don't think i don't think, think they're gonna, gonna see say in mckellen or or uh the other the other feller if we do, it'll be playing a version of what fits within the story for the Marvel Universe. It's not going to admit, like, at the, the best thing you'll do is say they happened, but they are not part of our story. Or, or they, they, they're a completely different universe that has no play with what we are doing here. Because there's no way to bring in those stories now and have them jive with anything the Marvel Universe has done. And there's no point because... Honestly, the characterizations were all bad. They they got the Phoenix saga wrong twice. Like, there's no point. So, dude, if you ever want to do some sort of just like in depth archive, like you just dropped a lot on us here, and <laughs> I feel like we could go for another three hours, but we're not going to. Um, <laughs> but if you ever want to do something like that, like if you want to explain this entire 
arc that takes centuries like i would be happy to help you produce that uh, hey man i i love comics i especially love marvel um they 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 brought me through my childhood when i had no playmates and stuff so i could talk about it forever there yeah. mm-hmm. what are you doing these days plug some stuff uh geez man uh all my comics are available on comiXology um Ooh, my newest series sun lar cool. is now available everywhere get a physical copy at um, your local comic book shop or pick it up digitally on comicsology or on the website npccomics.com yeah and keep keep it locked i hopefully i'll have two new series this year real real quick uh how, how do you feel about a sonlar radio drama <laughs> um i i have never given thought to that um okay. put some thought in yeah that. that's crazy put yeah that. <laughs> hmm. as for me I do all sorts of crazy shit here. Uh, you and I do a podcast called Sweet Science Cinema. Yes, we have sir. already got one episode out there dedicated to Creed, a.k.a. Rocky 4 Part 2, a.k.a. Rocky 7. It's a, it's a fun time. We're actually getting ready to jump into a conversation on the Great White Hype. That's going to release March 31st. Before then, though, check out the Kick-Ass Movie Podcast with me and Len Kabazinski. We're going to be talking about King of the Kickboxers, and at some point, maybe in that episode, maybe as a just bonus episode, I could actually talk to the writer, producer of the movie, Keith W. Strandberg. He's absolutely awesome. I, I still don't know what I'm doing with it, but it's, it's ready to go if I wanted to release it tomorrow. However, February 24th, just hang out. It'll be a good time. Promise you. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I've been Kush Hayes. I've been Jamil Hemphill. Yes, you have. You've been you. Outro. Microdose, 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 yeah, microdose. From the Bosnet family. You really took an L for all black people. <laughs> like, you can't do that. From the Bosnet family. This is a fantastic movie. The new series. That's part of what makes this movie great. It resonates. Sweet science cinema. He's yes. fighting his legacy. It's it's a great subtle moment. He comes from greatness and he's trying to be humble about it. He's trying to sit on it. But he also wants to tell the fucking world. Hosted by Hall of Famer Jameel Hemphill and Kush Hayes. Talking about the sweet science. Creed. Sweet science cinema. It resonates with me as the son of a boxer. No point does he say, like, you were too old to start your training, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> right. Sweet science cinema. This is going to be a show. The only law I know. I'm going to be a little uh, vulnerable here. Pro Wrestling Hall of Famer, Jameel Hemphill. Now, I don't want to feel as vulnerable as you. Push Hayes. We think we've identified who our father is, but... Sweet science cinema, the new series. This is no longer hometown pride. From the Bosnet family. I was just in a fight last night. Give me a minute.